What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens played the clock inch beat? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we've got a question from Pilar. Hi, my name's Pilar. I live in Louisiana. I'm six years old. I like basketball. And my question is, what if baby sisters were Greek gods? Thank you. Pilar, when I was a kid, I had a t-shirt that said, basketball is life. Now, of course, I never got very good at basketball, but I still really like it. When I got your question mentioning Greek gods, it reminded me of another question from Wrigley. Now, Wrigley emailed in this question. When you get an email question, Oh, boy. You must call on Havarati. No, I mustn't. Oh, yes, you must. No, 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 no. I, I... (laughs) Folks at home, I'm recording this episode on April 1st, so if you remember our last April Fool's Day story, how Varadi insisted on singing a question then, too. "'Twas not I who insisted, "'twas the fans who knew that you must have me sing again!" The fans? You've been talking to our fans? Not talking... But listening, you should learn how to try. And I know that they want me to sing. Okay, folks, I just got the new studio set up, and I guess he's just really testing the acoustics here. Um, Havarati, can we just get your April Fool song over with so I can tell the kids a story? What if Mr. Eric wounded Havarati with his words? Is that the question? No. Okay. Could you please read Wrigley's question? You don't even have to sing it. Just say his question. My name is Wrigley, and I like Greek mythology. My what-if question is what if phoenixes turned into tacos instead of ashes? Perfect, Halvarati. It wasn't over the top at all. Turned into tacos instead of ashes. Oh, phoenixes are tacos. Yeah, like that, Halvarati. Greek likes Greek mythology, and I will sing about Zeus and stuff. You have a lovely falsetto, but we really need to get to the story. Now don't you dare, or I will fire a lightning bolt at your underwear. Okay, I'm sorry folks, it's April Fool's in a new studio, and there's just a lot of crazy stuff going on, but let's find out what if baby sisters were Greek gods and phoenixes turned into tacos instead of ashes. 
My name is Wrigley, and I like Greek mythology. My what-if question is what if phoenixes turned into tacos instead of ashes? Our longtime listeners might remember episode 19, What If We Stopped Having Birthdays? In that story, a boy named Buster got a baby sister named Babs. Now their mom, Ms. Biz, cared about Buster and Babs a lot, but she and Mr. Business were out a lot, and that left their babysitter, Randall Radbot, in charge. All right, Buster, beep-boop, come on out of there and let's see you in your new basketball jersey. Buster was older now old enough to finally play team sports. Um, it's a little big? I don't worry, little Hume. When your body, like, downloads its next patch or whatever, you'll be big enough to fit. That's not how humans work, Randall. Buster came out wearing his basketball sneakers, blue shorts that went down past the knees, and a blue and gold jersey with a big picture of a clock on the front and the number 19 on the back. The Wentbridge Timers. What a silly name for a team. It's alright, dude. Wentbridge just has a lot of clocks and watches and stuff. It's basically all Mr. Eric ever told us about the school. Oh, I was afraid of this. Um, folks at home, on April Fool stories, sometimes if I'm not careful what I say, what if world will sort of like put words in my mouth? I don't know how they do it, but just listen carefully and I'm gonna make sure there are no more mix-ups. Randall and Buster were already at the basketball game because Mr. Eric had spent too long talking to the folks at home. No, he didn't! Went the whistle. The basketball was tipped off and the game was underway. Buster was tall for a human, but of course, Wentbridge had giants on the team, meaning he played point guard. Yeah, Buster! Cried Randall Radbot as he bounced Babs, Buster's toddler sister, on his lap. Deposit balls into hoops at a higher rate than the other team. Deposits balls into other hoops. Did I get it right? Randall asked Babs. Kabasketball. Kabasketball indeed. Buster was playing really well, and having a giant as your center didn't hurt either. But they were playing against the Grumblers, and even though the observatorium was a much smaller school, every Grumbler had a secret weapon. Their magic wand. Zizi whipped out her wand and froze a basketball in midair. But before it could fall to the ground, Buster was there, grabbing the ball in mid-stride and dribbling it hard to knock off all the ice. That's not fair, those kids get to use magic. You get giants. Well, yeah, then I, I guess that's kind of fair. Buster threw up the rock and swit. Uh-oh. There was still too much ice around the ball. It wouldn't get through the hoop. It looked like a jet of flame lit up around the ball. And then the icy orange ball was bright and warm as the sun. Then a little golden chariot appeared, and Helios, Greek god of the sun, started dragging that ball across the court. No fair. No summoning Greek gods. But just then, Helios' son, Phaethon, stole the mini golden chariot and the ball. The crowd went wild. Ah! Helios was wrong. How many players can each team have? The ref, Mr. Mouser, blew his whistle. Each team has six players. Foul on Mr. Eric. Hey, wait, what? How does that even work? Both teams get two free throws. Oh, well, that makes sense. And Mr. Eric says, cheeky, greeky, cheetah three times fast. I'm not going to say I'm a cheeky, greeky, cheetah. 
Cheeky greeter cheat. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Well, then we'll all just wait. And suddenly all the fans turned to look at me. And, what? No, they started watching the basketball. No, they're okay. Everyone's looking at me. Just play the game. Everyone started playing the game again. Nope, they're not. They're not playing. Just they're, take the foul, Mr. Eric, said Ralph the Giant impatiently. Cheeky creaky cheater, cheeky creaky teeter. Now you have to start over. Cheeky creaky cheater, cheeky creaky cheater, cheeky creaky cheater. Finally. The little sun turned back into a basketball, and Helios and Phaethon flew off, still fighting over their chariot. All right, let's keep playing some really weird basketball, cheered Randall Radbot. But as he did, the two little Greek gods wrestled each other out of that chariot, and it fell right on top of little Babs. How? Hey, watch it up there, mythological gods. I'm sorry, my son stole my chariot. May I have it back, please? Not until you learn to play safely with it. My chariot. That's right, Babs. The toddler had taken the little chariot off her head. And as she sat inside it, a golden wreath appeared on her head, and suddenly she was draped in little flowing robes. But she shall get it all sticky, cried Helios. You should have thought of that before you reenacted your Greek myth in our gymnasium. Yes, yes Randall. You can come back for it next sunrise. But until then, you two deities need to think about what you've done. Uh. And Helios and Phaethon disappeared. Meanwhile, the game raged on. The timers were trailing by three. It looked like the grumblers might pull off an epic upset. Buster had the ball. The clock was ticking down. He was at the three-point line. He took the shot. He made it. Buster had tied up the game. There were just two seconds left on the clock. It looked like the grumblers were going to pass the ball to Zizi, and she was going to try a shot from all the way across the court. Oh, man, I love her game, but I, like, hope she misses anyway. There must be a victor, said Babs. Two little white spectral horses were dragging her golden chariot closer to the court, and she looked on as if in a trance. Uh, yeah, Babs, that's what overtime's for. Uh, please don't fly away from me. There must be a victor, and to them goes the glory. Randall was pushing through the crowd and extending his arms out towards Babs just as Zizi got her hands on the ball, and the final two seconds started ticking away. The basketball was flying all the way across the court. One Kathunkle appeared in the middle of the court, and he had a hundred tentacles, and in every tentacle there was a basketball, and at the last second he shot 50 basketballs into each hoop from half court, scoring 300 points. Oh, no, it happened again. The winner is Kathunkel. Aww. Nice going, Uncle Kathunkel. <laughs> April Fools. Kathunkel, I thought we were going to have a nice, normal April Fool story this year. Abnormal is normal on April Fools. Yeah, you have a point there. But wait, Babs was running away. Did you see her? I only saw myself scoring a hundred sick baskets. Okay, I know, but she's a toddler, and something weird was going on with her. I bet she has been twisted into an undiscovered dimension, lost for all time. Oh, there she is, right in front of you. Exactly as I said she would be. No, you didn't. You said she'd be in some, like, scary dimension till the end of time or something. I think we need the instant replay. I bet she has been twisted into... Right in front of me. Lost for all time. 
That Kavunkle, you doctored the instant replay. Prove it. Ref Mouser, can you just clear things up here? Of course. You see, in this story, I'm a referee. But sometimes I'm Secretary of State. And once I was in a band. Okay, uh, you don't need to draw that to people's attention right now. I I, I just meant... Uh, hey, dudes. You've lost your marbles, Mr. Eric. I'd just like to stay at one job for a couple of stories. To the victor goes the glories. Huh? All right. Babs was still standing in front of Kathunkle and she held up a golden wreath, matching the one upon her head. Hey, hey, wait, no fair! Buster was running towards his sister. I tied up the game, and then this guy came and scored 300 points, but he's not even on any team. That's what made it even more impressive. Babs, you're freaking me out a little bit. What's going on with you? Uh, I think she's like the Greek goddess Nike or something. It's a long story. Can we get the instant replay? Uh, excuse me, only Mr. Eric can call for the The phoenix flew through the air, turning Babs into the Greek goddess Nike, before turning itself into a taco. The end. Wait, I did not say that! The story is still happening! You heard him, folks. Phoenix turned into a taco. Story's over. So that's it? complained Buster. I lose the game and all I get is this crummy taco? Ugh, hard shell. And Buster brought the taco to his mouth. Don't do it. I think that's a phoenix. Don't stop him. I want to see what happens. But the hard shell of the taco was already sprouting. Perfect fiery feathers. Ow, hot! Buster dropped the taco and it fell flapping towards the ground. Two little cubed tomato bits turned into a little red beak. What's the big idea? The taco phoenix said, landing on the ground none too softly. Great, I lost the game and I don't even get a taco. I barely got to be in this story. And then I got turned into a taco. What's your point? Most of us lose more often than we win. Huh, ain't that a fact. I've been trying to just tell a nice normal story all day. Yes, and while I won this basketball game, I lose every time I try to take over What If World. And I apparently lose my job every couple of weeks. Thanks, Mr. Eric. Babs or Nike or whatever, you're my little sister, so give me the golden laurels. (laughs) Not this time, boy. I win this story, and the laurels are mine! And as Kathunkle cackled, the golden laurels on his head suddenly lost their luster. See, he doesn't even deserve it. Babs, Nike, turned to her brother. He had spoiled his own victory. His trophy is only a trinket. Okay, then give me my trophy. No, but I didn't lose. You lost. Yeah, Buster. You had giants, they had magic. Kathunkle had a hundred tentacles with basketball. Why isn't my crown shiny anymore? You have been defeated by your victory. What does that even mean? And this whole time, Abacus and his grumblers had been waiting in a line at the middle of the court to shake hands and tentacles with the other players. Good game, said Zizi. Good game, said their coach, Abacus. Good game, said Lola the rabbit. And they seem to be glowing.
ever so slightly, just the way the laurels once had. No, no fair. fair, cried Cathuncle and Buster. The taco phoenix was still trying to flap its wings. Maybe it's not fair, but you gotta keep on trying. It had formed taloned feet out of little curved slices of onion, and it was hopping and fluttering just enough to start getting off the ground. Then it started to show with that same warm light. The gymnasium had cleared out, and everyone started going their separate ways. Cathuncle slipped back to whatever dimension he stuck in this week, and Randall Radbot scooped up Buster and Babs. Man, what a weird day, huh? It's like sometimes I had absolutely no idea what was going on, said Randall Radbot, starting to rust ever so slightly at the joints. Uh, uh, I mean, it was, like, good weird, though, right? I've enjoyed being a goddess of champions. Well, at least one of us had fun. Buster had trouble sleeping that night, so he got up early the next morning and asked his mom if she could take him to the basketball court across the street from their apartment building. Of course, Buster. I'm sorry I missed your basketball game. I know there was an emergency at work. I don't think I behaved very well when I lost. Well, sometimes it's hard to behave in the moment when all those powerful emotions are rushing through you. I know, I know, Mom. I just... Can we just shoot some hoops? Of course, my number one son. Randall Radbot, can you look after Babs? Sorry, I'd power down for a minute. Of course I'll look after Babs. It was still dark when they got to the court. But as they took their warm-up shots, the sun started to peek through the tall buildings behind them. It was a cold morning, but the sun glowed warm on Buster, warmer than usual. It looked like Helios had finally taken his chariot back from Nike. And as the sun stretched across the- Ah, Phoenix taco attack! No, don't take my chariot! Hey, Phoenix Taco, I I was gonna tell a nice, sweet ending. Forget that! You made me into a taco! I've taken this chariot and the sun. You can all play basketball in the dark. (laughs) Where's your precious sun now, Mr. Eric? Well, you just saw it was stolen by a giant Phoenix Taco. It's okay, said Buster. The street lamps came back on. I'm just happy to be playing basketball with my mom. Even without the rising sun upon him, Buster seemed to shine. And if you look closely, there was a sparkle on his brow, like little golden laurel leaves resting on his head. The end. Question mark? (laughs) Well, Pilar and Wrigley, I hope you liked your story. Folks at home, you might have noticed a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end there. It seems... A phoenix taco has stolen the sun! I'm gonna need a question or two to help us figure out how What If World gets its sun back. Give us a ring at 205-605-WHAT. Tell us how you think we can get the sun back. And if you can't figure out how to word it in a What If question, well, tell us anyway. I'd like to thank Karen Marshall O'Keefe, my editor and producer, Jason O'Keefe for our artwork, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you winners out there for learning how to lose. Until we meet again, keep wondering. <laughs> <laughs>